Hey everybody, welcome to our brand new Journeys with Jesus God podcast, where we share our highs and lows of our lives, journeys with Jesus, deep testimonies, personal stories, fabulous devotionals, and much, much more. This is an uplifting, faith-based Christian podcast for anyone of all ages to tune in and become blessed. If you know someone that might be interested and encouraged in hearing the word of God, or to come along and be uplifted for your day, then this is the place for you. In his word it says in Romans 10, 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. I hope and pray that this podcast uplifts and touches your hearts and helps you throughout the day. May the Holy Spirit guide, provide, protect and convict you while working alongside you as you face any troubles and struggles you may be facing throughout the day or that you might be going through. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Hello everybody, welcome back to Journeys with Jesus. I'll be doing a read with me episode like I did in a previous episode which was a book about friendships and boundaries and I know I just go from one book to another, whatever takes my fancy and whatever I feel led to read and we will read part two of the rest of that book but for now we will be reading this book called true being true to yourself your god your relationships by sarah bradley i picked this up from the library at the church so um yes the contents are number one be true to yourself your relationship with yourself number two the one true god your relationship with god number three your true family your relationship with church number four true friendship your relationships with your friends number five home truths your relationship with your parents number six true love your relationship with boys seven truth or dare your relationships with non-christians as in non-believers uh unbelievers number eight it's tough being true your relationship with the world and then final thoughts okay so let's read number one be true to yourself your relationship with yourself when i was 10 my friend sarah was tall slim ladylike and looked like a ballerina her beautiful narrow feet meant she could wear lovely dainty shoes and look really pretty sarah means princess and my friend was just like a princess all right okay i'm called sarah too but i was average height average weight and not all ladylike i had one of the wildest pairs of feet in my class including the boys oh hang on i had one of the widest pairs of feet okay my shoes weren't delicate or beautiful i longed to have a lovely narrow feet like sarah it never happened why are you comparing oh yeah have you ever compared yourself to someone and thought you're not as good or clever or pretty or thin sporty musical arty as them it's easy to do isn't it you might compare yourself with your sister or brother or a school friend or there's a celebrity you'd love to be like often we compare ourselves to others and the result isn't good because it leaves us unhappy we feel we're not good as them as we will never be maybe it's the opposite maybe you have a great opinion of yourself you know you're the best at netball or basketball or the top class for everything or really good at musical art so you look down your nose at other people think i'm so much better than them at some point in our lives 
we're likely to do one or the other, maybe even both. You may be brilliant at something but still look at someone else and wish you had her hair or could sing as well as her. We can be very quick to compare ourselves to other people and often it leaves us sad unsatisfied with who we are. The biggest worry. I wonder what your worry is. Your big worry. What do you worry about the most? Maybe it's your height. You think you're too fat or skinny and you look at other people and wish you could look just like them. Maybe it's your clothes. You think other people have cooler or more expressive clothes than you or look better than them. Or you think, if I could just have this coat or that top or that necklace, then I'd be happy. Don't put your happiness on clothes or money or weight. Perhaps it's your looks. You think you'd be happier with lighter or darker hair, a different body shape, longer legs, a flatter stomach. Maybe it's your talents. You wish you could dance, sing or play sport like someone else or long to be cleverer, funnier, more interesting. Yes, I have had this situation happen before, not long ago, where I was... Perhaps it's boys. Your friends have boys interested in them and you don't. Or a boy who is interested in you is one you don't like, but the boy who do like doesn't even talk to you. We'll talk more about this in Chapter 6, Amy's story. Let me tell you about Amy Carmichael. Amy Carmichael was born in Ireland in 1867. There was something she wasn't happy with. She had brown eyes, but wanted them to be blue. When she was a little girl, she dreamed of having blue eyes. She often asked God to make her brown eyes blue, but it never happened. Years later, Amy became a missionary in India. Sometimes she rescued girls who were sold to Hindu temples as slaves, but it was when she became a missionary that she understood why God had always said no to her prayer. Even though she wasn't Indian, her brown eyes meant she could move among the Indian people without being seen as something different, because they had brown eyes too. With blue eyes, she would have stood out too much. God created Amy exactly the way she should be. He knew his future plans for her. He knew what she could be doing and where she would be doing it. God thought about and plans all the details, even the colour of her eyes. God plans and prepares everything, and he knows what's best for each and one of us. God knows everything and he hears our thoughts. He knows everything about us. A song about God. King David was a great king who lived for God. He wrote Psalm 139, my favourite. A song that reminds us that God knows everything that's happening and there's nowhere in the world that he isn't king. We can read what David says about God in verses 13 to 16. Not 3, I meant 13. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Psalms 139, verse 13 to 16. Do you sometimes think, what on earth am I here for? What's the point of me? Psalm 139 says that God knit you together in your mother's womb. He created you and planned you. He knew what you'd look like, what you'd be good at, and the things you'd do, the places you'd go. He knew why he was putting you here. Because God loves you so much, he planned all of this. It's brilliant to know that you're who and what you are for a reason. Jeremiah 29 11. God made you as you are because that's how he wanted you to be. He has plans for you and thinks you're special. Amy didn't realise this to begin with but later she learned why God had given her brown eyes. Like Amy, God wants you to continue to grow in your love, trust and obedience to him. Maybe you don't understand why you are the way you are but look again at what God says in verse 14. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God's works are wonderful. He doesn't make mistakes. This is really important. 
If we don't understand and believe this, it can have serious consequences. If we compare ourselves to others or we think that we what we look like or are good at is the most important thing about us, like, you know, social media does that, and on Instagram, all those models, we'll always end up disappointed. That's not what God wants for us and it's not how God sees us. Like, you know, social media is fake, so is Instagram, people with filters, fake, Photoshop, fake. God's not fake. God chooses us. God isn't a sports captain or a magazine editor or a judge on a TV show. God doesn't look at his world and think, there's someone beautiful, I'll let her be a Christian. Or there's someone with a great singing voice, she'll make a good Christian. Or even there's someone good and well behaved, she'll make a good Christian. Read what we're told in the book of Ephesians. If you're a Christian, this is true for you. For he, God, chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us decided long ago to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Ephesians 1 v 4 6 okay these verses say that if you're a christian you were chosen before the world was created before anything was here god had chosen you to be part of his kingdom why it doesn't say he chose us to be beautiful or talented or popular but to be honest i've noticed that since you become a christian or you accept christ you become a little bit more beautiful or glowy or something like the holy spirit makes you glow i don't know have you ever noticed that we're really like pretty um and the world is just a little bit ugly and whatever so you know when they want to make they want to have plastic surgery and change their bodies and but with god is like that probably hurts him he doesn't want you to change and there's me saying i don't like my long nose but god loves my long nose <laughs> anyway what we're saying it doesn't say he chose us to be beautiful or talented or popular but to be holy and blameless god chose you to be adopted into his family to become more like him if you're a christian you're already in you're already a child of god in accordance with his pleasure and will that means he wanted to do it and he enjoyed doing it god the creator of the whole world wanted to adopt you and wants you to become holy and blameless that's what matters to him if you wouldn't call yourself a christian god wants you to know this too why not read chapter two and talk to an older christian about it have you ever stopped to think just how special you are to god even though we were sinners people didn't live for god he chose us to be part of his family we didn't deserve it but in his loving grace he gave it to us you couldn't be more special to god he sent his son jesus to die for you so you could be here today and he planned and decided it before the world began so when you're tempted to compare yourself to others and you feel like you don't measure up remember what god has already done for you he made you and he wants you to be homely and blameless in his sight see the world wants you to be confused about your identity and your appearance and but god looks at the heart you know and that's how he changes you and transforms you and then does the outer appearance if any, if anything i don't know he works in you first that's it with the holy spirit thank him for that <laughs> we'll see how we do that in the rest of the book seven ideas to help you see seven god likes the number seven seven days of the week what magazines do you read what's their main message is that what matters most is how you look what you can do who you're friends with look through and see how many pages are like that ask god to help you not believe the lies thing is guys read god's magazine that's his word a bit better but you need to um chunk it down in chunks 
sections, you know. Uh, that's why you have Bible study and people to help you understand. Next time you're watching TV, look closely at the adverts. How many offer a project that will make your life better? How do we know these will never satisfy us? It's because the company has to keep improving the product and finding new ways to convince people. Otherwise, we wouldn't keep buying it. Pray that you won't think that these products will change your life, but that you'll ask God to do that. Yeah, the amazing hairstyle, the amazing shampoo to grow your nice golden curls. Are you sure? Try to find two or three Christian friends who want to live a godly life too. Agree to chat regularly about the things you're finding hard. TV adverts magazines make it harder for you to believe the truth we read in the Bible. Pray for each other and keep encouraging each other to live for Jesus. If you don't have any Christian friends, maybe you can talk to your parents or see if there's a church with young people your age nearby. Maybe you have friends from a camp you've been on or you could email or phone about these things. It's very easy for us to only give people compliments when they look nice or they've done something amazing. I mean, I complimented this lady's eyes. Blue. Why not think a bit differently? Give someone a compliment by telling them what a good friend they are. Because you can trust them so much. Or they help you keep trust in Jesus. Or they're kind and generous to people. Now the thing is I have a little backstory. People exploit that about giving compliments to get you to join their group or manipulate you. If you feel like something is uncomfortable in your heart or you feel like like just a backstory if someone is complimenting you you know love bombing you and you think that's a little bit too much pray about it because people can be so what not conniving or conning but um they can compliment you and say how amazing your shirt is or or then people can just be genuine but there are some type of people out there who say something nice and then bribe you into doing something that you don't want to do you probably have some people you look up to think how you can help them believe that jesus created them exactly as he wanted them to be show them by the things you say and do that god's love for them doesn't depend on what they look like or what they do number six how long do you take getting ready in the morning now that is a question we can spend so much time on our hair makeup and what to wear that we don't have time for anything else read colossians 3 verse 12 to 14 to see what paul tells us to be clothed with Ask God to help you think about the person he has made you and not just what you look like. 7. God made you who you are for a reason. When you get cross or upset that things aren't the way you want, try and remember to thank God for the good things in your life. Ask him to help you trust that he knows best. True story, Rosie. I've always worried about my looks, my weight and how others see me. My parents encouraged me to trust God but like many teenage girls, I was self-conscious and desperate to be accepted. I hated my size, I thought if I looked a certain way, people would like me. I'd be accepted and fit what the world says is beautiful. Although I've been told many times, I never fully understood what it means to be a Christian. I thought it was about believing there is a God or going to church. I don't understand it's actually about a personal relationship with God. I've only recently begun to see how big this is. I still have a lot more to understand. A few months ago, I listened to a talk about faith and self-esteem. I learned that as a Christian, my attitude towards my image should reflect God's love for me. It's God's approval that matters and only his. Amen. Sometimes I still worry about how the world expects me to look and what others expect from me. But I'm trusting in effects how I think about my image. Trusting Jesus is the best thing. I don't need to rely on worldly approval. 
Instead, I can be happy knowing that God loves me for exactly who he made me to be. Amen. Dive in the Bible. Think, is there something you wish you could change about yourself, like Amy Carmichael and her brown eyes? It may be your appearance, your abilities, or your popularity. Mmm, my nose. <laughs> Psalm 139 tells us very clearly how much God knows about us and that he loves us the way he made us. And um, I've got like some sort of spot on my belly. I've got just randomly there, but... Uh, okay. Question, what does God know about us? See version 1 to 12. There are at least five things. Can you find them? He created us in that innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, you saw my unformed body. All the days ordained me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And then people talk about abortion, and I don't want to get into that. I just think that's wrong. And they, they say, well, it's my body, my choice. But where God says, no, it's not your body, it's mine. <laughs> it's a temple of the living Jesus. Anyway, um, God knows all about us and he loves us. Psalm 139 tells us that God is everywhere. He's with us when we're out with our friends, on our own in our room. Hello. Hi there, God. With our family, at school, everywhere. Read Psalms 139, 13, 18. When did God start knowing us? It's just like school right now. How has he made us? You might have never knitted anything, but when you knit, you have to take care of each part. My mum is knitting a clown at the moment and it says it's taken her ages and she's getting a bit frustrated with it. But when it's finished, she'll be very pleased. Choosing the right colour wool, the correct needles and the right number of stitches and following the correct pattern to get the right item. If God knits us together, what does that tell us about who we are and what God did? He was very patient with knitting us when he took his time, nine months, yeah? What <laughs> do you hope you'll be doing in the future? Some of your dreams and ambitions may come true. And ambitions, what? Some of your dreams and ambitions may come true. Some won't. But if your number one priority is to live for Jesus, to use the gifts and skills, the personality and abilities he's given you to live for him, you will be the person he's created you to be. This is why I'm asking to serve more at his house. I want to serve him more. Do this. Yeah. How important do you think your life is to God? See verse, see verse 13, 14 and 16. Before you were born, God thought about your whole life. He has great plans for you, the person you are and the gifts he's given you. Will you listen to God's truth that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? And will you live for him in everything you do? Pray. Thank God that he has made you as you are because that's the way he wanted you to be. Ask him to help you really believe this. Pray that you would show and model it to your friends and not be um, a fake model, you know? And if you want, we can read chapter two in another episode because I'm a bit sleepy. And I hope um, this blesses you and makes you think about and ponder on some things yourself. Let's do an ending prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing this little study together on this episode. Thank you for helping me motivate me to share this little um, Bible study on journeys with Jesus. Help those listeners out there to reflect and speak to them about anything that they may be thinking about and put a um, point in them to help them understand what you want to talk to them about about this related to this topic help them 
uh, with their journeys with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and I hope you have a great day and a great week. Be blessed. Hope this message ministers to you, and I'll see you in the next episode of Journeys with Jesus. Take care. Bye. Thank you.